Tonight's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Hiring can be a slow process. Cafe Altura CEO Dylan Miskowitz needed to hire a director of coffee, so he went to ZipRecruiter, posted his job, found the best person for the role in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can find three new or relatively new podcasts. The Ryan Rossillo Show is, is wrapping up its first month. It's been great. Chris Long is on every Monday, breaking down what just happened over the course of the weekend. Want to remind you of that. Subscribe to that show. I hope you have subscribed or followed us, The Hottest Take, exclusively on Spotify. We're heading into our third week. People really seem to dig this pod. Check it out. Go to Spotify, search for The Hottest Take, subscribe. You get it four days a week. And then finally, Sonic Boom is premiering this week on Luminary. This is our uh, our narrative podcast about how the Sonics got stolen from Seattle and brought to Oklahoma City. I would highly recommend this one. Uh, you can get two months of access to Luminary's premium content for free by signing up at luminary.link slash Simmons. That's where you find Sonic Boom. After that, it's only $7.99 per month. Luminary.link slash Simmons. Cancel anytime. Terms do apply. Lots to cover. A predictably crazy week four in the NFL. The Cuz is going to join us in one second. First, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, fresh from his dramatic Lambo leap that looked heavily edited. I'm not, I'm not sure he got up there. It seems like there are some special effects. Cousin Sal on the line. How are you, Sal? What kind of special effects? They showed my feet. They showed, they panned up. I got over, I got my armpit over the wall. That's all that's involved. What yeah, I, no, I, I needed the wide angle shot. It, it reminded <laughs> me of crazy. a sports movie when, uh, like Summer Catch, when they wouldn't show Freddie Prinze actually falling through to the catcher on his 90 mile an hour fastball. <laughs> Need the wide <laughs> angle shot. Uh, By the way, if you wanted to know, the, the truth is we had a trampoline because I didn't think I was going to do it. So we had a mini trampoline. So the idea was I was going to jump and make it into the crowd and then I was going to celebrate and we we're going to cut away to the uh, trampoline, but didn't need it because I made it on the actual third attempt. All that adrenaline, all those yeah. cheese heads, all that, the, the aroma of food, the Kmart. What was your, what was your biggest takeaway from your first Lambo trip? It's, uh, you know, it, it, it pays to have in the front row, if you're attempting the leap two burly, um, you know, Miller plant, uh, foreman pull yeah. you in. That's the only way it's really going to happen for someone five, eight or shorter like me with no ups. Were you able to enjoy Lambo though? Cause you hadn't been there. Yeah, it was great. I have to say it was a, a real like playoff atmosphere, um, you know, just for the uh, first quarter, even against the Eagles. It was a spectacular feeling. The stadium's great. It's everything anyone said about it. And then uh, then I got bored. Then you're sitting there on the um, sideline with like a field pass and you can't see over any of the players because you're short. And I'm seeing like five of my texts didn't go through. And I was like, ah, I should probably get out of here. And that was that. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Very jaded. You went, back, you went back to the Lambo Marriott. 
I went back to the hotel and uh, this is disgusting. I went back to the hotel bar, me and one of the producers, and we ordered because DoorDash, they, they don't have a lot. You, you, you're not going to believe this. They don't have a lot of options on DoorDash in Green Bay. I ordered Red Lobster to the bar. And the bartender's like, she says, weren't you just on TV? And I was like, yep, I was. And she, she shook her head like she was really serving a loser here. And she was probably right. Wow, that's like a new segment for the pod, Loser Corner. Ordering <laughs> Red Lobster at a bar in middle of Wisconsin. Uh, Watching the game that it came from. Speaking of losers, we're taping this. It is uh, 8.45 Pacific. Your Cowboys, you got the uh, ball back down too. Had all the makings of a last second Dak Prescott. Uh, wonderful drive did not happen. Uh, Kyle and I watched that entire game together. Although mm -hmm. we did watch succession during it and put the, uh, the game on a smaller TV, but we did watch the whole game. I don't know what I'm supposed to take away from that game. I think those are probably two of the five best teams, but I don't really, really know what my lesson is. What, what was the lesson from that game? Well, the, you know, it said, you said it had the makings of all of a Dak Prescott comeback. It had the makings of a Jason Garrett collapse is what it did. It had all the makings mm. and then some, it really was. I felt he was out coached every step of the way. You got the saints without true breeze. It's as good as it's going to get for the defense. And they gog gobbled Teddy two gloves up pretty good. I thought um, taking him out of field goal range in that last drive. And then they just, they just killed themselves. They couldn't move the ball. I, I get it that Amari Cooper's uh, blanketed by Lattimore, but, you know, find something else to work. You know, you have, you have studs all over the place and just wasn't good. Wasn't good all around. I don't want to blame the refs, but something has to be done with the way that ended that first half ended. I mean, that was abysmal. That yeah. really was that. Well, do we even need replay anymore? Cause that was not a fumble. His elbow was down. We had a conclusive angle. And then the fact that you could run two seconds off from a, a from a sideline pass from the four yard line, the ball is still rising and the clock stops. Like, I don't understand. Why can't they put a limit? You know, when you kick a field goal, it can only be five seconds long. Why can't they put a, a limit on the other side of that? Like a play has to take three seconds or a tip in in basketball has to be 0.3, right? Or something they, that they, they can't let two seconds run off. On yeah, that makes sense. Five second play. That was bad. I, I feel bad for all the NFL refs. I think they're so traumatized and gun shy at this point. We now see because yeah. they got burned most famously in the Saints Rams game. Um, blowing the whistle dead, and it turned out they shouldn't have. Now mm. they're letting everything go until it's we, we We've never seen NFL players aimlessly running 60 yards down the field more than we did this weekend. Must have been right. 10 times. Just like, oh, yeah, let it go. We're probably going to call this back, but <laughs> let's let this 325-pound nose tackle uh, run for his life down the sideline for this touchdown right. he's not going to get. They They really seem like they're in their own heads. And the pass interference review thing, has somehow made pass interference more complicated. I would mm -hmm. get rid of this rule right now because it, it, it's made it worse. I don't. I know less what pass interference was than I did a year ago. I haven't seen anything work though. Have you seen anything really challenged that's come back? That's like, oh yeah, that was pass interference. Oh, oh yeah, that was pass interference offensively. Yeah, I'm really more confused. The coaches don't seem to know when they should actually challenge it because mm -hmm. they get one challenge per half, right? So it's like. Right. You, you got two minutes left in the half and a third and five. It happened in the Patriots game where somebody clearly jumps the route at too early. Just yeah. throw the flag. What do you have to lose? You get another one in the second half. It, it's it's a mess. So speaking of messes. I feel bad for them, but they could help themselves out, up by getting a call right every now and then. <laughs> yeah, <you know>? yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of messes, we knew this was going to be a gambling mess today. 
I took it easy on million dollar picks. Usually I bet a million dollars. This week I only bet 400,000. I was super nervous. And we finally talked ourselves in a couple teases. Jared Goff had other ideas with us winning the tease, but oh. should mention underdogs eight and four this, or I'm sorry, nine and four this week. Cause the, the saints covered as an underdog, right? Yeah, yeah sure. So underdogs nine and four this week, seven of the nine won their games outright. And now we're in a situation where underdogs are 36, 24 and one. Wow. For the season, road teams are 39, 21 and one. That's against the spread. That's not, uh, Mm -hmm. that's not the record, but, um, these were, these were big stats heading into this week and it's continued. I feel like we've been here before where there's been huge starts for underdogs and road teams. But I I think the more confusing thing to me is it seems like about two thirds of the league could beat each other at any given point. And it doesn't matter where the stadium is. What's your, what is your thought on this? By the way, that understands. Underdog stat is even better than you made it out to be because no one's taken Miami, who was an underdog in four straight games. And, you know, so you might as well just add three, four to that total. Oh, that that's a good point. The worst teams we've ever seen. So, right. um, yeah, I don't know. I, you, you look at two games and you look at KC Detroit and Buffalo, New England. Like we liked them both on teasers. We put them both in the teaser bin. Easily could have lost, right? Money line. Oh, yeah. Play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those were those were live dogs. Plus six, plus six and a half, plus seven, right in there. Cleveland also. Yeah, we had the Rams. We did uh Casey and the Pats, and then we did um I'm sorry, Casey and the Rams, and then we did a Casey Pats Rams threesome. And the Rams just need to win by a field goal. And of course they ended up giving fifty five points up to Tampa. But wow. I do a power poll every week just to kind of have a sense for what the league looks like just for my insanity. I don't even know how you rank the NFC. I was looking at that. Well, but who who do you take? Who's number one in your NFC? It gets crazier. Obviously, New England and KC are one and two in some order. Then I always have a next bracket would be the contenders. So right now, I guess it's New Orleans and Dallas and maybe the Rams. Maybe. Would you, would you, I, I'm not ready to give up on the Rams because they just shat the bed as a big home favorite. Are you? No, their defense was really good Monday against uh, against the Browns, and then really, really bad. Really like, bad. I, like Wade Phillips must have been like, "Oh, thank God, Jared Goff is bailing me out." And Jared Goff is like, "Oh, Wade Phillips' defense is bailing me out." Must have gone <laughs> back and forth because that, that's how I saw that game. Big game this Thursday against Seattle. I think we'll learn a little more, but maybe New Orleans is the best in the NFC, even with Bridgewater. Like they they lost to the Rams because Breeze was out partially through the game. So maybe they're undefeated without that. Well, they're three and one. It looks like they might've lucked out in the division they're in, mm-hmm. but more importantly, so you go New England, Casey, Dallas, New Orleans, Rams. I'm just going to list you just in order of how I rank them. The next 15 teams. And what's <laughs> strike, what's striking is I feel like all of these teams could beat each other at any point. Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Green Bay, Chicago, Buffalo, San Francisco, Detroit, Baltimore, Jacksonville, the Chargers, Seattle, Indianapolis, Houston, Carolina, Cleveland, Tampa, who I have as the 20th team, and then Minnesota and Tennessee is 21 and 22. And I feel like all those teams could beat any of the other teams in their home stadium. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, you take that AFC South, and I just feel like Maybe Tennessee, the, the Jags are the best team in the NFC South, AFC South. 
Like those teams are all two and two. And I don't remember, like you can't count on any of them to win back-to-back weeks, right? So that's a whole division. And you already described like the NFC South is kind of the same way. You don't know what you're getting week to week with these teams. Yeah, and that was what was interesting about Carolina playing Houston, which mm-hmm. really was a forgettable game. It was barely in the red zone. They were showing Redskins Giants in the red zone more than uh, Texans Panthers. But two teams that are kind of in the same boat. They could go 10 and 6. They could go 6 and 10. They yeah. could have two more injuries and their season's over. They could stay healthy and they might actually be a 10 win team. And their season will probably come down to five different plays over the course of five games that could have gone either way. And it just feels like that's the entire league. And we haven't even really been ravaged by injuries yet. So as I look at like what I'm trying to learn, we knew week four was going to be a little wacky. It usually is. But now I'm looking forward. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know who I feel good about. I mean, I think if you just go like who, like, what pieces of teams do you like? I think the Patriots have a great defense. Like, really, I think really, really great defense. I think Chicago's defense is really good, too. Did you and nephew Kyle cry when they gave up their first touchdown today? <laughs> so Kyle went through the seven stages. He was saying how uh, Josh Allen didn't have the ball long enough, went across the plane, it should have been a fumble, <laughs> and we we went through it. I think the one of the many weird rules of football is that You can catch a ball in the end zone, take two steps, do a somersault rollover. And if at the end of seven seconds, you haven't held on to the ball, it's not a catch. But Josh Allen can put the ball over the goal line for one one hundredth of a second before it gets batted over his hand. It's like touchdown. He's got it. I don't know. I don't understand why we do it that way, but. I hate it too. I just don't know what they would do because there has to be a finite plane that you cross when you're you're a ball carrier. Uh, that, that, I, I don't know. I don't know what they do. The other either. way is terrible too. The pass is the reception's bad. That you have to catch it and and go home and put it on your mantle before the referees will throw his arms up. But well, unfortunately um, for them, young Josh was not up to the task against that defense today, and then got racked on. Uh, not up to the task. I mean that that was a, that was classic Patriots win right there. The unnecessary helmet to helmet. The oh, Patrick Chung Jesus. off on parole with the big interception. Oh, come on, uh, man. But what what else do you want in that game? The what you know? Oh, the coaches. Did you see this whole thing with the coaches? Belichick's son had to be ushered off the field because they were trying to cheat. They were watching the practice session for the Bills. It goes on and on with this. That team. didn't happen. Were you just what are you talking about? It did happen. Look it up. Look what happened. McDermott had to actually usher two Patriots coaches off the field because they stayed too long to watch the Bills practice. I didn't make that up. That's on the internet. Well, maybe maybe the weather was nice and they were enjoying the day. Yeah. You see? See what I mean? Cheating for no reason. I was uh, wildly impressed by Buffalo's defense as well. And I think they're in the conversation for top three or four best defense. It Look, no fullback. James Devlin's out. The Edelman was compromised. He looked like he was about 45, 50%. And mm. uh, guys were not getting open. We've seen Brady have games like that before. And I think it's it's a late September tradition for him where it was like, oh man, this looks like the Brady era might be over. So we've learned not to do that anymore with him. But he struggled about as much as I've seen him struggle in a game that they won. We've seen him struggle right. in losses like this, but he must have thrown, what do you think, Kyle? Eight? Eight, nine passes where he just threw away because he didn't want to get sacked. Yeah, and like five of them were just real bad. Yeah, and he had at least one intentional grounding, and it felt like he could have had three. And nobody was open. And and 
you watch a game like that and you realize like, this is why they were willing to put up with Antonio Brown and hope that this worked out because mm-hmm. they realize they don't have anybody on their offense who can create a play. They have guys who can, you know, make, make plays if some things go their way, but they don't have anybody like what we saw with Tampa today where Evans and Godwin are just, you know, creating plays out of nowhere. Um, it, well, it was it's a discouraging kind of offense, though. James White has had monster games. Sony Michelle has had monster games. You know, you'll get Josh Gordon will catch a seventy-yard touchdown. He'll be back in the mix as a as a player. You know, yeah. The, but they needed Josh today, and he couldn't get anything going. Sony, yeah, that defense is good. Sony good. had his best game of the year, and he was like seventeen for fifty-eight or something. Um, and White, when White, it's it's like if Sony's in there, they know they're running. If White's in there, no, no, it's more logical to pass. But mm-hmm. um, here's the thing. They're so good. Tom Curran wrote a good piece about this today. They're so good at every other unit that they just need the offense, at least for these first couple months, just to not lose games. And they almost lost this one today, partly because Brady threw, you know, he throws five bad passes a year and he threw just an awful pass in the end zone when they had a chance to put that game away and let the Bills hang around, hang around, hang around. The Bills weren't ready to win that game, but... um yeah, not a not a great line for what was he eighteen for thirty nine Brady? I added one bad. of my fantasy leagues. Who cares? But I had Brady or Stafford, who was iffy, 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 may not play. And I was like, all right, I'm I'm starting Brady. I'm starting TB twelve, the greatest of all time. Did nothing. And Stafford, of course, almost a hero in that game. That was a crazy game. So then on the flip side, we had, you know, got somebody like Goff who completely cost the Rams that game and was really bad and had some really bad moments and yet finished with an awesome fantasy day and and not as good as Jameis Winston, but was way up there proving it again. That fantasy can be dumb. Sometimes I play and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm starting Brady. I'm starting TB 12, the greatest of all time did nothing. And Stafford, of course, almost a hero in that game. That was a crazy game. So then on the flip side, we had, you know, got somebody like Goff who completely cost the Rams that game and was really bad and had some really bad moments and yet finished with an awesome fantasy day and and not as good as Jameis Winston, but was way up there proving it again. That fantasy can be dumb sometimes. Um, spe- I don't think, do you think, I mean, that guy, forget about the interceptions. I guess. Wait, no, no, hold, hold golf. We, we got to hold golf. Oh, we do. Yeah. Cause right, we gotta, right. we gotta take a quick break and talk about uh, our FanDuel league. All right. Yeah. So we're on FanDuel. We are teaming up with the trifecta to give you, the listener, a chance to play fantasy football. The winner gets to fly out to Puerto Rico to be our official correspondent for FanDuel's World Fantasy Football Championship Live Finals and all expenses paid four days of WFFC events in Puerto Rico. Go to FanDuel.com slash ringer to enter and draft your week five fantasy team before the games kick off on Sunday. Um, Want to bring up the fantasy because there were some guys that murdered teams and sadly, a, a fairly pedestrian Pat Mahomes day. Yeah. He'd be he'd become just like if you're in a daily fantasy for football and Mahomes isn't your quarterback, you're a moron. But then he was finally semi-human. He still had a pretty good day, but it wasn't a wasn't Pat Mahomesy. But he conspired to kill me along with Odell Beckham, who I think there's gotta be a little bit of Odell panic at this point. How'd you do this week? I had, somehow I've made money three out of four weeks. I won ten dollars. I came in hundred ninety fourth oh. out of eight thirty four. And Congrats. I do the thing where I start the Patriots defense every week, and I had Mahomes also. I've been starting him every week, 
And he, um, you know, it's interesting. Someone said to me, oh, the parlay kid said, do you think we'll ever see a week again where Mahomes and Brady don't throw a touchdown on the same day as long as Brady plays? Oh, I wow. I don't think we'll see it. Yeah, we probably won't see that. Well, that was weird. But Mahomes was uh, something. Are we going to talk about that game? Yeah, in a yeah, but you that can- was, yeah. You can see me sound the trifecta in the Ringer Listener League on FanDuel. Even if you missed last week, you can still catch up this week. You can still take home the top prize. Go to FanDuel.com slash Ringer to enter now. So there wasn't a lot to learn from today. I think we learned that a couple teams are probably a little better than we thought, Tampa being a good example. Um, I thought the one moment that happened today that – you know, from a big picture standpoint was significant Mahomes on that last drive where he's in Detroit, the Lions score with, you know, under three minutes left. It's really loud crowds into it. Feels like a moment ends up being fourth and eight. Casey inexplicably calls timeout (laughs) dropping from two to one with like a minute 50 left, which made it so that if they didn't get this fourth down, now the game's over. Classic Andy Reid. Yep. Mahomes ends up making the play. He scrambles for a first down. They double cover Kelsey. They go man to man, leaving Mahomes open uh, to do whatever he wants there. It was Take great. Play of the game for him. Yeah. Comes down. They end up getting the touchdown. They go ahead and uh, and survive two kind of realistic looking Hail Marys. But I I texted you in house today. Mahomes was even odds to win the MVP. I'm I'm guessing that's going to be minus 200 tomorrow. It feels like Wasn't he's... Wasn't he plus 180? I thought he was better than that when he texted us. Oh, what was it plus 180? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it'll be, it'll, it'll be minus something tomorrow, right? Well, I said uh, the only thing, you're just betting that he's not getting injured, right? Because he's got to run away with this thing. Yeah. I don't even know who else... Like, the Ravens are two and two. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not really going to be your Lamar Jackson case. And then... You know, if you're going like, oh, whoever's on the 14 and two, 15 and one team, the only real chances for that, I feel like, are the Pats and the Chiefs. So it's not going to be anybody from the Patriots. So that feels yeah, like. And you uh, don't think the Packers will be, they're not going to be that good. They're not going to be, they'll 10, 10 and six, 11 and five, won't get it done for Rodgers. Maybe. We, you know, the it's, you never know what's going to happen. If you break the season up in quarters, Somebody's going to emerge around week eight, week nine. It might be Green Bay for all we know. I will say this. Kansas City, I texted you in-house. I was like, when they were down 10 nothing. I was like, they're I minus 140. I Chiefs know. are minus 140. We didn't do anything. Going into that last drive, they were even to win. They were down, but they were even before the fourth and eight and everything. But we, we really should be on top of this stuff. They're going to go, like you said, 14 and two. So we'll lose a couple, but we're going we're gonna to be pretty, uh, it's going to be prosperous. Can I praise the Lions while also insulting Matt Patricia again? I think so. Yeah. I think you could do it. The Lions might be good. Yeah. I actually, they kind of won me over today. They, they, even that Eagles game, which I thought the Eagles should have won and the Eagles gave away to a, a large degree. But the Lions, you know, they've been able to hang around and make some plays in these games. Today was over and over again. They got drives when they needed. And, um, you know, I, they actually might be a playoff team. I like that. And they beat Philadelphia and they beat the Chargers, two teams who right. I think we both think are going to the playoffs. Maybe right. at least one, right? And, and that, the, the enigma is the that that uh Cardinals game because they're um luckily Miami and and Washington are in the league. Otherwise they'd be the worst. Yeah. And they were up 18 in that game. So yeah. You know, they're two one and one. They could easily be four and oh with a couple of plays. Mm-hmm. But so 
definitely th- good things are happening. And I think Patricia has to get credit for the fact that this team's prepared. They seem to know how to, they definitely affected Mahomes a little bit today. They get uh, very unlucky. They had that 100 yard uh, fumble return for a touchdown. Unbelievable. That's so hard to overcome. No, almost impossible. Yeah, that's tough. The 14 point swing is always bad. Mm-hmm. I do want to point out, though, the Chiefs got a first down. Probably 30 seconds left. They have one timeout left. And they're, I think, on like the maybe the four yard line. Mm -hmm. Lions call timeout. Lions had two timeouts left. I I didn't understand it. Why not? You're not getting the ball back and probably doing anything that's not what ended up happening with the Hail Mary stuff anyway. Once you call timeout, you allow the Chiefs to run the ball, which they did. Then they call another timeout, allow the Chiefs to run the ball again. If you don't let them run the ball, the Chiefs have to now throw the ball because they only have one timeout left. It's basically the Seattle Pats situation all over again, which Belichick mastered. Patricia was there. He was coaching the Patriots. Right. Belichick told him exactly what to do in that situation. The clock becomes your friend. Let the Chiefs kind of panic and run the terrible fade pass into the corner Clock stops, second down. Now they got to be like, oh shit. Now, if we run the ball and we don't get it, we got to use our last timeout. The clock's in their heads, and Patricia's just calling timeouts for them. So uh, then the I Chiefs got to do whatever they wanted. Because teams are afraid of Belichick, but I don't know if it, work, it would work for Matt Patricia. I think I didn't they would like just it. line up like they normally would. In fact, I thought they might have called the timeout like with 54 seconds left. Or something. Now I'm getting confused, but I, I was like, they're, they're going to score no matter what here. So. Try to leave some time out. Gutsy effort. Mahomes was not that sharp. He definitely was missing guys in that game. Um, yeah. It was not not an A-plus Mahomes game, but he still was able to get it done. But and they're, it, they're, they're, um, I don't know, they're a combination of Globetrotters and Warriors there. That that Kelsey play with the lateraling, yeah. like, and, you know, it's, it's, it's not a desperation play. Like, oh boy, they're really just, we're at a point where they're toying with teams. They don't, they don't either don't care if they win this game or they know they're going to. If I told you, if I gave you a choice, would the Chiefs go undefeated 16 and 0? Would the Patriots go undefeated 16 and 0? Or will my fantasy team go undefeated in our league? <laughs> Which one would you pick? In all honesty, give me your serious answer. I don't know. Didn't you play someone who scored like 40 <laughs> points this week? Every week I put up like 130. Do you why don't you I'm glad we're taping this actually. Why don't you yeah. apologize to me about Nick Chubb? You made some mean Nick Chubb comments about my $48 for Nick Chubb. Why don't you be a bigger man and just admit you were wrong? And and I did a great job. I the only problem I had with Nick Chubb is you were screaming your bid out, and that that just all that spelled out is all right. Anyone could just bid you up, you know. You're going to take them no matter what, and you did. I think you could have probably got him for thirty three if you slow played it. And like, eh, all right, twenty seven, you know. But you were like twenty seven because everyone knew I wanted him. Everyone in our league already knew. We had already talked about it on three podcasts. Yeah. Co-host He's great. And you know what? Freddie Kitchen should apologize because that's how you do it. That's how you win games. You feed Nick Chubb and you and you find Jarvis Landry, who I think now is concussed, but um that seems to be more of a recipe for winning than you know looking for that sideline fly route with the with Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, that had we should have known, we should have put the Browns in a money line something because we were definitely afraid to put the Ravens in any tease. 
Mm-hmm. There was something about that game. I think that all of us kind of looked at it and were like, oh man, everyone's poured dirt on the Browns. Meanwhile, they're one and two and could easily get back in this. I just don't like that coach. I just, I don't, I honestly don't know if he's an upgrade from, uh, from Hugh Jackson at this point. I mean, they had, they have like almost 300 yards and penalties in three games. So it's pretty um, bad. That's the only thing I was worried about. But the thing is like, do you like that more or less than anybody else? They, Tampa has become kind of the, the Cleveland of the NFC. Mm-hmm. Explosive. Weird shit goes on in their games. They're, they're never in or out, depending on what's going on. Yep, they'll turn the ball over at a weird time. Right. Winston threw, really, in a, an atrocious pick six that ended with Marcus Peters crossing the goal line and taking, Crushed. I think, one of the five worst hits I've ever seen in a football game. Yep. The announcers were, Kyle and I, were, we thought he was dead. Mm-hmm. And he kind of got up and they were like, it seems like he's okay. It's like, there's no way that guy's playing again. He he had a six foot six left tackle coming at him at 200 miles an hour, hitting him helmet to helmet. He didn't even see him. Also, and, the, the scary part is his own teammates didn't seem to care. They just wanted to celebrate. Right. They and lifted like, him up. <laughs> they're all over him. Like, oh my God, let him take a breath first. Yeah. And then, uh, so that cut it to five and this was you know, the Rams potentially mounting this amazing comeback, which would have been yet another horrific Bucks loss. Mm-hmm. And then they missed the two point and they're up five instead or down five instead of three. And and you could kind of feel the Bucks, you know, being ready to finish it off. The Bucks also like, I, I know they had 55 points, but it actually felt like they could have had more. They had <laughs> runs called back, like 25 yard runs called back left and right. I don't know what to make of that Rams defensive effort. I thought they were way better on defense than that. But what was shocking was how easily the Bucks were able to just kind of run down their gut and do whatever they wanted inside they outside. Run a, are you saying run the ball? Because it seemed like they should have just passed every time. Yeah, that, but but I they think. were also running the ball through the through the seams too. I like it, I think towards the end, maybe. Yeah. God. It was uh so NFC South, Saints three and one, but with Teddy Bridgewater. And then Carolina and Tampa sitting there now at two and two. Well, I'm sorry, I'm not done with Goff. Real quick. Oh, real let's quick do Goff. Goff. Yeah, we got to we got to hammer Goff. Goff. Go ahead. Do uh, I, I think we're past? Are we sure he's good? I I don't know if anyone misses wide open guys as much as him. You know, dating back to before the Super Bowl even, but you know that you want to pick on his interceptions, fine. But if it looks like Cooks is open all the time and he'll like throw it a quarter of the field wide to him. And I just wonder, do you think it's got to be driving McVeigh nuts? I think like Stafford, Dalton on the Rams. I know the guy took him to the Super Bowl and had big numbers today, but I think a lot of guys could jump in there and do as good a job as uh, Jared Goff. Well, that's what made the extension so kind of brain rattling. Yeah. When they did it, when they did it, you really are saying, we know this is our guy. Mm -hmm. I didn't hundred percent feel that way. I, I thought he was good last year, but there were a lot of signs that he was better at home than on the road. The Super Bowl right. was alarming. Mm-hmm. And uh and the way they locked in that contract makes it so much harder to trade him than in a weird way, he was a great trade asset this year. Right? Yeah. Cause he was in the last year of his rookie deal and they could have flipped him for basically whomever. Right. You know, that that reminds me somebody Somebody emailed me last week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the reader who uh, or the listener who sent this to us, but because uh, I can't remember the name, I don't have it at the top of my head. But um, about if Cincinnati called Chicago and said, "We'll give you Dalton for Trubisky right now," mm. what would Chicago do? 
It's close, right? Saying this on the heels of Chase Daniel coming in and actually being able to throw some passes on a straight line to people on his own team. And the Bears fans going, oh, cool. That's what it looks like when Allen Robinson is open and the ball actually goes toward his hands. Yeah. But I wouldn't go too crazy about Chase Daniel. The guy, he didn't have to do anything to win. No, I know. But he he did have a couple of plays where it's like, oh, that's what that looks like on it. No, that's the point. Yeah. The Bears, the Bears defense has stepped up as the top in that. NFC North, and those three are all good. Minnesota's defense, Packers' defense is all good. The Bears have shut everyone down, really. Even in their loss to the Packers, they shut them down. And uh, Denver and Minnesota, and who am I missing? Oh, uh, well, Washington, who cares? But, yeah, they've been solid. They have, You know who they have? They yeah. have Nick Kwiatkowski. Yeah. Nick Kwiatkowski. Nine tackles, a sack, a forced fumble. He sounds that's like a team that's going to the Super Bowl with a Nick Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski. He sounds like he was on taxi with Jim Ignatowski for like a year and they, they was redundant. They got rid of him. He's just waiting to get traded to the Packers. <laughs> uh, we see in the NBA, we would see trades with like the Goff, Trubisky type of situations all the time. In the NFL, we don't really see it. The Rams are really stuck with Goff because of their contract. And I had some friends that were at the Rams game today. You were there for a little bit, right? Yeah, I was there for the uh, pregame, and uh, yeah, I was I was screwing with fans in the parking lot. But yeah, it was fun. The uh, the word on the street in the stadium is that the natives are getting restless with Goff. Mm-hmm. Like this is now becoming a thing, and they had Goff was one of those guys who, again, was better at home than on the road. But I think, I think. Now people are really starting to laser in. It's going to be a rough week for him. The good news for him is that the Rams just came back two years ago and there's just not a lot of fans right now. If this was, you know, the bears or the Eagles or the Cowboys, if this would be such a bigger deal, screaming bloody murder. For oh sure, my yeah. God. Can you imagine? No, I'm with you though. I don't, I don't know the difference. Goff on the bears, Trubisky on the Rams, Dalton on the bears or Rams. You know, I, I think it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> the funniest thing is I would rather have G Minshew than, than Trubisky or Goff. I think, did you see him today? By the way, that go-ahead touchdown, what what a nifty play that was. Oh, Two man. fakes, left to right. Forget about first reads with, with rookies. He's all over the place. He he gets he goes to uh he goes to the open guy. The 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 twice when they went ahead, it was on great drives. And we talked about rookie the you know, we talk about MVP. It's like, eh, I don't know. I don't know who's gonna win it this year if it's not Mahomes. Who's the rookie of the year? Why not G Minshew? Who are the choices? I think he was 15 to 1 heading into the the uh, week. Well, it's Kyla Murray. It's like great. I think I've seen a. They're going to go ahead. one in fifteen. He can't win it. Daniel Jones. Oh, all right. Dimes. That's fine. He had two interceptions today against the Redskins. He, he, he'll be good. But G Minshew, that's the guy. If they win that division, it's got to be him. Or we Joey want to jump on that. Could be Joey Sly, the Panthers kicker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's lights out. I picked him up in our fantasy league this week because. Every every time I watched him Wait, kick, Joey with, Sly, Ed, Eddie Panero, you mean? No, the guy in Carolina, Joey Sly. Oh, I thought he said Chicago. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He made forty eight and fifty five yarders this week. There's a story you can Google. Mm-hmm. He was living in his parents' basement last year. All right. He graduated college. Did ended up not getting uh not getting invited to play with any team. Got a couple mm-hmm. training camps. That's it. And just went home and was living in the basement. And uh, and now is has swung a couple of these Carolina games, and he's it been could be him. 
Could be I, thought it, I threw McCall Hardman out there, and he uh, like had negative one point one fantasy points this week. Yeah, he's so. he's pre- he pretty not going to be him. Let's uh let's take a break. Let's take a break to talk about Square. You know Square. They make that little white square reader that helps businesses around your neighborhood take payments. I know that I think the last three, maybe three and a half years of haircuts that I've had, guess how I paid? Square. It's that easy. Little credit card, little gadget comes out. You're like, what is that? I stick your credit card in there and all of a sudden you've paid for something. Here's the thing a lot of people don't know about Square. They make so much more than the card reader. Running and growing a business takes a lot of work. Once upon a time, I started a business. It was called The Ringer. Well, Square can't do all the work for you. They couldn't have done all the work for The Ringer. You know where they can help? Well, if you have things like a restaurant, retail, salon, all kinds of stuff. If you want to have an online store, if you want to have full service payroll, if you have access to business loans to help you with cash flow, man, maybe I really could have used Square back in the day. Their payments are still the best in business. No long-term contracts, no weird fees. You always get your money fast. There's so much more Square can do to help your business run and grow. I think Square is really cool. See all the ways Square can take your business from square one to whatever's next at square.com slash go slash BS. Square.com slash go slash BS. Okay. We've, I think we've hit all the storylines. Week four was just weird. And it seems like everybody lost money. Did you meet anybody who made any, do you know anybody who made money today? Not really. It was tough. Those Rams going down was bad. And the Chiefs and Patriots not covering was, was bad. I will say this. I mean, these are historically two of the worst teams we've seen. Miami outscored. They're a bad team that gets worse as the game goes on. They've been outscored 81 to nothing in the second half this year. And Washington is just as bad. Um, I just, if you, let me ask you this. If you were about to win an elimination pool and you had $500,000 on it and you have to pick between Miami and Washington and they're playing on a neutral field, where do you go? Oh, man. (sighs) They're so bad, these teams. I don't know. It feels like it would end in a sad tie. (laughs) Yeah. You start the clock at 16 points with uh, each each spread for either of these teams. Washington finally went played the Haskins card today. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, all right, this will be fun. It was not fun. You know what? Not I fun knew at he all. wasn't ready. You always hear good. You even heard good things about G Minshew in, in training camp, and he wasn't even supposed to play. Yeah. You, you didn't hear about Haskins. He just wasn't ready. So I don't know what they're going to do now. Well, so Rember Brown came over today to watch the Falcons game, which mm. actually turned out it sucked because it had to, we had to use one of the TVs in the Falcons, and they were immediately uh, down 14. Yeah. And uh, just watching him go through the 19th stages of Matt Ryan's sadness. <laughs> but um, but at about, I don't know, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, <laughs> Rembrandt made a joke about whoever, whatever game ends first, the Redskins game or the Falcons game, that that coach will be the first coach fired. So we were like <laughs> comparing the, the clocks for each game. I was like, I don't know. It's going to be close. This Redskins game might end earlier. Uh, neither of them I got the fired same yet. Thought. Uh, Dan Quinn and Jay Gruden are, are really – Right neck and neck. I mean, they're really fighting hard. Like they, they may have to rock, paper, scissors this to battle to the end. The Falcons seem like they need a new direction because they, they mm-hmm. had a couple plays. It's weird because they lost pretty convincingly, but they were also really in that game and really made a couple, you know, they had fourth and fours, fourth and one, stuff like that. Yeah. But they had one fourth and three. I put it on my Instagram story because I taped Rem. It is just, you knew they weren't going to get it. You knew something bad was going to happen. Of course it did, but 
you know, they're the master of like the Devontae Freeman gets tripped up a yard before he's going yeah. for a fourth and one, or Ryan's got the guy wide open, it gets tipped. That team has not been able to shake the juju from that Super Bowl. Although Rember was saying a big part of why they succeeded that year was Kyle Shanahan, who's obviously no longer there. Sure. But um yeah. but yeah, that he team just forgot to show up in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. But yeah. That team needs an exorcism. Uh let's go to uh let's play a little guess the lines. Let's do it. Week five, we're uh, tied two weeks apiece. Yep. There's uh, Detroit has a bye. They're 2 1 and 1. Miami, mercifully, has a bye. They're 0 and 4. I don't know if the rest, the, the week uh, resting um, helps. I will say uh, one scheduling mess here. So three, six, a, a 10 early games and two, 1 p.m. Pacific, two, 4 p.m. Why are they doing this to us? So I feel like we've been complaining about this every year. Yeah. Two 4 p.m. games? Come on. We've even tried to justify it and saying like, well, this gives us, maybe we can throw away those two games and spend a little more time mm -hmm. with our family, which we don't. Yeah. It's it's an affront. It hurts my feelings. Um, it makes me think that maybe the NFL doesn't really care about you and me and, and the rest of the fans out there. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. From a gambling standpoint, try, it's no one's terrible. No one's ever tried to explain it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't accept any explanation, but no one's even tried. For gambling, it's horrible. I mean, yeah. I had a thing today. I actually was probably going to, after I hit the first two sides of the tees, I was thinking about doing the Bucks, just the plus and try to middle. Mm -hmm. And then the Chiefs game took so long to end, it was impossible. But it, yeah, when, right. when you have the 10 early games and the two late games, you can't even play catch up if things go wrong. Yeah. Terrible. Here's another thing. There's a London game. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna tell you about it. And that's at 10 a.m. That's at 1 p.m. Eastern. Like that. That's not even the early game. Now we still have to watch 10 early afternoon games. You thought I didn't know about the London game. You did know. I might have known. You didn't know. I might have known. I was gonna. I was gonna surprise you. It's like a marriage. Every once in a while, right, we still I, don't know which one it is. So I didn't. I didn't say which one it is. I know which one it is. So right. Thursday night, you're going to be on the pregame show again. I am. With, uh, on Fox. It's in Seattle. So I was, I got up super early on Saturday morning because, um, was, I just woke up and I ended up doing a whole bunch of stuff, getting stuff ready. And I wrote down all my guest alliance on, uh, yesterday morning. And on I was Saturday, really? Yeah. But then now I obviously fixed it after I watched all the games today. Mm-hmm. I, I switched this one by four points, this guess. I wow. Originally, I had Rams by three in Seattle, and now I have Seahawks at home by one over the Rams. All right, I, I'm not kidding. I picked this exactly. I said Rams by one, and it was one and a half, and now it is one. So, so it's right Rams by one. Rams by one. You agree with that? Um, I kind of like that they're coming off a loss. And Seattle's coming off a win. And because the NFL is so screwy, yeah, I think the Rams should be favored. I actually think this is the perfect situation for Goff because it's there's not almost not enough time to marinate in the fucking shit stew that he made today for everybody. <laughs> you can just kind of move on to the next game and all of a sudden it's here and you got to worry about Seattle. You're not thinking backwards. Right. I Still, Seattle is in that group, that 6 to 20 group that I listed to you. I have no idea. You could tell me they're going to win this game 40 to 10. I'm not surprised. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. We've we've seen them blow. Well, one thing we haven't seen is uh, Jadevian Clowney's pick six, and that that just spelled defeat instantly for Arizona. They weren't coming back from that. But yeah, but yeah, same team. So you have you have uh, Miami the worst, Washington second worst, and then and then Jets or Arizona as your third worst. Oh, I forgot about the Jets. Yeah, I I feel bad for the Jets because Miami has their quarterback. That's who they're going with. I'd say Washington has their quarterback too. They could say they're waiting on Alex Smith to come back, but Haskins, Kate Keenum, they were fine with that. And I think, um, you know, Arizona has their quarterback. Certainly the jets kind of got screwed. I guess you have to put them. You're saying without Darnold, the jets are yeah. uh, bottom three. Yeah. I would agree with that. All right. Sun- yeah. Moving to uh Sunday, the marquee game glaringly, obviously jumped off the page. Your Cowboys are back playing the Packers of Green Bay. It's just one of the great uniform matchups that we can have. It's fun. Really brings back all kinds of great memories. I have your team favored by four and a half points. Oh, you get it exactly. I thought three and a half. And uh, even after tonight, I would say I thought it would be three and a half. But um, it's exactly four and a half right there in the Vegas zone for you. This is one of those late ap- one of the two late afternoon games I told you about. So I won't be seeing the kids. There's a chance the Packers are good. And mm-hmm. they might have thrown us off their scent a tiny bit by the way they kind of screwed up the fourth quarter of that Thursday night game. Yeah. But they can do the most things. Adams going out was a complete fluke, you right. know, when he when he basically couldn't be covered by anybody on the Eagles. But I would be afraid of this game, Sal. I am afraid. I think this will be similar to the game we just saw. I think it's going to be low scoring, lots of field goals, and, um, you know, you're gonna have to depend on the the refs to come through for us. Are you worried? Are you worried about the? Uh, do you think Dak mixed, missed his window with that extension now? Yeah, but you know what? I think Jerry knew what he had in him. I knew he wasn't gonna. He, I think he knew he wasn't gonna create trouble. This is a guy who like throws a Dixie cup into the trash, and if he misses, he goes and picks it up. You know, he wasn't gonna halt the season to find the to find new money. That's what made but, the Rams golf thing so weird. Yeah. Like, why, what is Goff going to do? Like, become a problem? They give him an extension? The guy right. barely put a headset on. Right. All right, the watchables. I have two games in this category. First one, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Hmm. Now, I for me, Lamar is just watchable now in every game. Unless they're right. playing somebody that's one of the bottom four that we mentioned I think Lamar's in the watchable pile, him and Mahomes. You agree or disagree? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, there's the, uh, he's a lot of fun to watch. He could, he can get to triple digits rushing yards and, uh, you know, come from behind to win a game. I think they have other problems. Mark Ingram fumbling is uh, definitely a big one. And their defense is weird. I think, uh, what, what did he say? Um, yeah, their secondary is like way out of position almost all the time. Anthony Everett and uh, what's, why can't I think? Seattle guy. Seattle guy, Earl Thomas. Even, yeah, he wouldn't chase down Chubb. He was afraid that he was going to pull a hamstring. Earl Thomas, yeah. Mallory was really hoping that this was a Jalen Ramsey destination. Mm. But if I'm the Jags, I'm I'm not trading him. No. I know I have Rookie of the Year G Minshew. I'm in a totally winnable division. Um, I have a lot of blue chippers on my team, and I could easily go ten and six and win the AFC South. Easily. Now, but Leonard Fournette, if you draft him in fantasy, you're probably considering cutting him a couple of weeks ago. I know. Put to like nine yards of carry today. So Ravens at Pittsburgh, tough because we haven't. You know, this Steelers Bengals game on Monday night is going to be 
Yeah. That could be one of those where we might feel really differently about both teams by midnight on Monday night. Well, we might be throwing one of those in the bottom three with the Jets, um, Miami, and Washington. Yeah, yeah, like the Steelers could be 0-4. We might be talking about that Minka Fitzpatrick trade as uh, one of the true disaster trades anyone's made if they don't have their first-round pick and they're going to go 2-14. So who knows? I have the Ravens favored by 2.5 in Pittsburgh. Hmm. I said 4, and it's 3.5. I went too high, you went too low. But you get it. I get that one. But I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what to think. Why is Pittsburgh only a three-point favorite Monday night against Cincinnati? Like that's. I know it's must-win for both of them. But for God's sakes, if Tomlin's going to keep that eight and eight streak or or five hundred or better streak going, it's got to start now, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too optimistic. Mm-hmm. We'll see what Mason Rudolph brings to the table. <laughs> Texans at home is the other watchable game. <laughs> Why'd you go? Ugh. Well, I'm never picking this game right because the the Atlanta's coming it down. Yeah, it's Texans, Atlanta. This is, I rarely say this to the listeners out there. As you know, I encourage gambling. I want all the young <laughs> young kids out there to ease into it. Very 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 free, free form. Do your thing. Don't be afraid of gambling. Be afraid of this game. Don't gamble on this game. <laughs> Texans Falcons, stay away. Saturday, we have six decades of combined gambling experience. We're telling right. you, don't bet, don't bet on this game. Do not. I, I don't even know where you would start. I really don't. Don't. It's gonna. It, one of the two fan bases will be completely traumatized at the end of this game. Something horrible is going to happen. Do not bet on this game. It can well, only to be Re- to Rembrandt's credit. They drafted to protect you know matt ryan hit the deck like 42 times or something it was the most he's ever been sacked in a, in a season and they they signed in free agency i think two out of their first three draft picks were offensive linemen houston with all the moves they made god they cannot protect it's amazing Sean watson right yeah imagine if they hadn't traded for tunsil he would be like on a stretcher by now yeah yeah deandre hopkins can't get anything going doesn't help that they their running game isn't exactly uh, right. That's scary. True. I have the Texans by three, and I think I hit it exactly. I had it three also. It's four and a half. Oh. Ooh. That's Vegas saying we don't like where this Dan Quinn era is going. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you trust least? Uh, let's take a quick break. Let's talk about one of our old friends, SeatGeek. Getting tickets online can be far too complicated. Hundreds of sites, varying levels of reliability. Who do you trust? I have an idea. SeatGeek. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay by searching multiple ticket sites and grading every ticket based on value. SeatGeek helps you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Every purchase fully guaranteed. You should make SeatGeek your go-to ticket source for everything from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It is designed for the phone. The colors are cool. The charts are easy to read. It is the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I recently used it to buy Dodger tickets because my son wanted to go. Uh, I've used it many times over the years. You've heard me talk about it. Most famously, Hamilton. I think I hit up SeatGeek twice in the span of two months for two different things of Hamilton tickets. But anyway, my listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do is download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code BS today. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Let's talk about CBS Sports HQ, the brand new streaming sports news network live 24-7. Cost nothing. It's sports coverage that's always on, always free, always, 
Always focused on the game. Tons of highlights, breaking news coverage as it happens, fantasy advice, and something we care about deeply here at the BS Podcast. If you've just been listening, gambling picks, analysis to get that extra edge, an edge I need after I lost the edge a little bit last week. I've been playing fantasy and gambling for three decades now. I can confirm it's not easy. I know when I turn on CBS Sports HQ, I'll see the tips and trends I need to win my bets. Download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, or any other connected device at any time to watch CBS Sports HQ. No fake debates. Sports for real sports fans. Old school. A little reminiscent of, of CNN headline news when Van Earl Wright would come on way back in the day, only it's full time. You don't have to log in or sign up for anything. Download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. All right, we're coming back with the Barely Rewatchables. We forgot to mention, I can't believe I forgot to mention this. We should have led the podcast with this. We did a charity auction oh, yeah. on Charity Buzz because our cousin Jimmy was raising money mm-hmm. for ALS for our beloved friend, John Carlin, who was uh, stricken with that illness. Mm-hmm. And we decided to auction off the chance to watch Sunday Night Football with us this season, one of the Sunday Night Games, and then play Guess the Lines with us. We didn't know what it would go for, but we we thought it would do okay. We were thinking like maybe 15K, 20K, I don't know. Some some crazy person out there. The bidding kept going and it kept going. And then it was at like $52,000 with three days to go. And we we're like, all right, yeah. that's crazy. There's no way it'll go higher than that. And then uh, on Thursday, as it got close to the end, all of a sudden there was like another a little, little bidding frenzy and it ended at $90,000. Somebody bid $90,000 to watch football with us and play Guess the Lines. That is insane. And it goes to ALS, obviously, which is great. That's nice. um, We are so delighted and happy. Who We're going to find out who this person is. But whoever this person is, unbelievable. Great. All-time great job by you. Good job by you. Yes. I, you know, I, the, the lady that was running this said, we was like, who is this person? And she's like, oh, he's a prominent businessman. I was like, well, I would hope so. I know, but you know, I, I hope it's not some kid lives in his parents' basement and uh, slyly took out a second mortgage on the house or something, right. but for God's sakes, that's uh, yeah, that's a lot of money. You know, I, I watched football with the kids and I'm like, Hey, you should pay me $500 to watch football because I know it's mostly Simmons, but I now have a, a no, rate. it's, it's a combo. And, yeah. the, you know, they want nephew Kyle. They want to see when he sneaks off for 10 minutes. He doesn't know where he goes. <laughs> he comes back. There's a faint odor of nicotine. He'll get the whole experience. We're going to watch it in my office. We might have special food surprises. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this is just great. So whoever whoever uh, did that final bid, and thanks to everybody who bid for that. Uh, we were humbled and honored by the yeah, whole thing. Sure. And shout out to our friend, John Carlin. Okay. The Barely Watchables. Oakland is home. Oakland is two and two. At what point did we eat crow? We thought this team was going to go like four and 12 again. I know. They were good today. They were good. They played well in that game. They beat up your team. You don't want to, you don't want to talk about it, but I do. I do want to talk about it just quickly. I was really worried about this Colts. I threw them in a tease just out of respect on million dollar picks just because they'd won so much money for me three weeks in a row. But without T.Y. Hilton, that's a different team. Mm-hmm. They don't have a single receiver you would 100% trust. And, you know, that was one problem. The other problem was um, just Carr was getting rid of the ball and they were running the ball and they just were able to control the game. And they got the lead early and that was it. 
I don't know. Yeah, if he'll the, show flashes of brilliance, and it's it's a little annoying because we like to write guys off. You know, we want to be negative most of the time. Yeah, wanna, I'd, I'd still more, like to be negative. Or ninety thousand dollar bidder. That that's how we operate mostly. But yeah, and Mac is banged up too, right? For the Colts, he is banged up. They still they almost got back into it, but um, I think there's a couple teams this year. I would I would definitely the, the all time example this year is the Titans, and I think mm-hmm. the Raiders are like this too. Where if they can get the lead early and kind of calm down and just do the run the ball, kill the clock, play action, get rid of the ball fast, just just play like nice conservative game management, protect the lead, that are actually look like pretty good teams. Yeah. And I think the Titans are a team that if they're up seven nothing, you have to start taking them seriously. If they go down ten to three or thirteen to three, like cross them off. It's over. They had a guy. The Titans had some guy today. That I got to be honest. I don't. We didn't really know who it was, and he had two touchdowns. The the guy oh, uh, AJ Brown, Brown, right? Yeah. Am I supposed to know who that is? No, but it's another Brown. It's another receiver, Brown. I think this is. Is it Inglewood Brown or is it Dollywood Brown? What would we call him? It, I don't. I'm gonna look him I up. Think he right has now. to be Dollywood Brown. He's from Tennessee. He's been good, I guess, for the four weeks. But it's just like today, he looked like Megatron. Yeah. When you're watching him, it's like, oh my god, that guy's. It's like young Terrell Owens, but well, um, apparently, uh, you know, I've worked with Clay Travis, who's all Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. Apparently, Mariota is the only starting quarterback who hasn't turned the ball over this year. Is that true? I don't know if that's true. I'm gonna have to look that up. But it sounds like something that might be true that we would get angry at. Well, the, <laughs> that, that that would make me angry. Yeah. Well, this guy's he had another rookie receiver. This yeah. This uh, this class of rookie receivers is way, way up there. And then now P- Danny Kelly wrote about this for The Ringer. People think next year's rookie class is even better for receivers. We're in, like, mm-hmm. in this receiver boon right now. But well, um, let's, let's pick two guys for rookie of the year because I, I have a feeling it's going to be like a 12 to 1 long shot that could can pull it in. So let's look at this tomorrow and then, uh, yeah. then I, I can, I'll update people on the yeah, pod. It doesn't on have Tuesday. to be Murray. It doesn't have to be Jones. I think it could be, you know, it's not normally a quarterback anyway. If Minshew is double figures, I actually think that's a pretty good one. Yeah, we'll take a look. Yeah. All right, barely watchable. So Oakland coming off a really impressive Colts game. I I, I was kind of shocked by how uh, competent they looked. They're hosting the Bears, and I have this right in the Vegas zone. I have Bears by five and a half over the Raiders. All right, I don't know what to do with you here because you got it right. I said four, and it's five. Now, you said they're hosting the Bears. They're not really hosting the Bears. This one's in London. I don't know if you ever knew it was in London. You said you didn't I forgot to mention it was in London. (laughs) I knew one of the games was in London. (laughs) So it is five. But now, I don't even know why there's a line on this. Usually when the starting quarterback's out, they'll drop it Sunday night. But I guess, what are they saying? Are they saying... It doesn't matter if it's Trubisky or Daniel. Maybe they forgot it's in London. I don't know what, why they made a line on this. I can tell you from my experience, it doesn't really matter if it's Daniel or Trubisky. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Saints are home. They're playing Tampa. Wow. What do you have this in the barely watchable? Yeah, you know what? This should be in the watchables. My this is bad. Kind of fun. This is yeah. Is this, this is for first place. I don't. I can't uh, even think now. No, this I'm, should absolutely be in the watchables. It was because I did this yesterday morning and I, I okay. forgot to move them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This is for first place. I think Tampa's in first. This is a fun game. The Bucks are legitimately fun. Yep. And and they their season started out horrifically. 
And even when they have the lead, they're still fun because Jameis could throw the ball to the other team at any point. I guess Byron Leftwich is the play caller now, and that's making a world of difference uh, offensively. He did a nice job today. I liked yeah. the, I liked all the stuff they ran. I was I'm impressed I feel bad by for Arians though. Every time I look, there's always a dumb penalty that's going to do them. And first of all, that guy Nasib jumped off sides. The Rams lineman definitely moved. Yeah, but yeah, you just point. You don't you don't uh, run to the other side of the field. Right. And then the, they didn't catch it, so Tampa gets called for the offside. There was like a there was a, a slapping the centered penalty. I just look at Arians. I'm like, oh, he's not going to last. This poor bastard. It's going to be hospitalized, but they are fun to watch. <laughs> Jameis is going to send them to the hospital. I have the Bucks <laughs> getting six in New Orleans. Um, we split this. I said five. It's five and a half. Mm. I haven't heard the word teaser mentioned once. The teaser basket? Yeah. I'm not throwing this one in. We should have just, just stuck to our guns. We like Kansas City and New England, teaser basket. We added the I know. Rams. I love the Rams, and it was you could only tease them down to three. I had to start getting creative with six and a half. Like, why well, just do mm. the Chiefs pats? Why am I overthinking it? Yep. <sighs> Vikings are at the New York football giants. And if you're a Giants fan and a Mets fan, first of all, that's a weird combination. But if you're a Giants fan and a Mets fan, between Pete Alonzo and Danny Dimes, what a what a month for you. Congratulations to you. <laughs> Hey, the Mets hit the over. They were over 85 and a half. Our friend Joe House had under, and the Mets won today in the 11th inning on a three-run homer. So poor House loses again. But yes, Pete Alonzo and 53 home runs. Pretty good. Was this the most entertaining 85-win Mets season of all time? I think, you know what's weird? If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that the Mets would have more wins than the Cubs and Red Sox, I said, oh, we're, we're playing in October. No question about it. Yeah, that is weird. I don't like it though. I don't like it. I don't like sitting. It is sad when baseball season's over, but we'll be back. I have the Vikings favored by five in uh in Giant Stadium. By the way, I think now. you're right to make this barely watchable. I said three and a half. You're going to get it. It's exactly five. I almost. I don't love the road teams. I almost want to put the Vikings in the teaser basket here. Uh cousins, Matt Ryan. There's. A handful of quarterbacks I'm just never putting in a tease ever and again in my life. Mm -hmm. Cousins is up there. Not a great day mm -hmm. for him today. It's just Dalvin Cook couldn't get going. I, I don't see the Giants stopping it. That Redskins team throws everybody off. Makes you think you're good. Cousins had, what was that? Who was that? Thielen that he had all the way down the field or yeah, was it Diggs? That he missed. That he missed. He yeah, was, was open by four yards and that would have swung that game. Because they never mm -hmm. made Chase Daniel have to like actually sweat, no, you know. And if they had got just gotten on the board, I think that game could have gone differently. Yeah, they, it was too little, too late. Fourth quarter, they got moving. They hit Diggs on a fourth down and one or something, and it was it needed to catch up too much. Oh, you know what? That's another team. Remember, I said how the Titans and the Raiders, if they have a lead, are different teams. The yeah. Vikings are like that too, right? If they're up ten nothing, thirteen three, you feel like all of a sudden they can kind of be who they are. Mm -hmm. But when they're down, you just kind of give up. Yeah. Eagles. Well, most teams would probably have a better record up 10 nothing, but I know what you're saying. No, you know, if it's a, but there's certain teams where you're like, oh, we're not out of this. They can come back. And when it's the Vikings, you just go, oh, yeah, it's over. Yeah. Yep. Eagles at home playing the aforementioned terrible Jets. And, man, we just have a lot of high lines this year. This has to be yeah, a record for high lines. eliminator pick for week five. I have Eagles minus 15 at home. 
I'm going to get this. I said 13 and a half and it's 14, but I, I suspect it'll rise to your number there. The only thing is the Jets have, have had a week off, so I don't know how they're, much they're going to prepare. They've had a week off to be sad. I mean, is, is Darnold definitely out with mono? Like, is, is mono one of those things where on Wednesday you could be cleared to play or they know it's going to be weeks and weeks? Never had mono. I don't know enough about it. Hmm. Kyle? K- Kyle, you've had Kyle, mono. Kyle, you've had mono. I had mono during football season. Yeah, so I think it just matters if his, like, spleen is enlarged because you could, like, it could, like, explode if you get hit. So I think they just got to take, ah. take a look at the spleen. So, was, Kyle, was Kyle admitting that he's once had mono, the biggest lock in the history of this podcast? <laughs> what did he say? I had it during football season? Yeah, yeah. seventh grade. Seventh grade. Oh, I see. Oh, oh, yeah. played. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. He got it from a 12th grader. Of <laughs> uh, the Patriots are in Washington. What a we- God! What a schedule for the Patriots this year. Yeah, they're catching Washington with Dwayne. I'm not nearly ready enough. Haskins and Case. I I guess I'm finished and I'm headed to the XFL Keenum. <laughs> and their coach. Who knows if that coach is even going to be there for this game? I mean, at this point, don't you let Gruden get the shit kicked out of him this week and then fire him? Why would you fire him now and then have the new guy start against the Patriots? You're not doing I that. I can't believe Dan Snyder's held on to him this long, honestly. He might not even know he owns the team. Pat's mm-hmm. minus 16 is my guess. That's exactly what I had. It's only 14 and a half. Mm. Maybe they saw our offense today. But your defense should crush this team. Crush. I know you don't want to just go by what you just saw, but the Giants, they couldn't get anything going against the Giants. Our defense is unbelievable. I really Haskins love it. He's going to throw eight picks. Kyle and I were saying today that th- today was like Belichick's dream game. Yeah. His son got involved in some sort of possibly shady thing that yeah. made the other coach mad. Brady did absolutely nothing and looked like dog shit the whole game. And it was like defense and special teams and just smart coaching won the game. Belichick, yep. he's fucking wearing a smoking jacket right now, smoking a stogie, just like, oh, man, what a great game. God, I had a good time today. See how happy he was when they clinched it? He was doing like, he has like the shades of happiness on the sidelines after win. This was like the full-scale Belichick going, walking around, hugging different people. He loved it. But are you saying because Brady had nothing to do with it? And then I think I think he likes it a little bit more if if it's more of a Belichicky kind of a win. For sure. He is definitely like at some point he's with his son. They're eating at some coffee shop at midnight tonight. And he's probably like, hey, Steve, did you see Brady's stats? Yeah, right. <laughs> Starts laughing. Uh, yeah, it's no, I think he enjoys franchise. it more. Unbelievable. Well, you're not getting rid of us anytime soon. <laughs> so bad. Jamie Collins is the best. I think we, what are we paying him? Like $10 an hour? He went and got nothing. $50 million from Cleveland and now I think he's playing for free. Definitely not what They're he asked for from us. I don't it's know great. what to say. They get one touchdown in a month. It's insane. Panthers at home playing the Jags. This one's a bummer. These are two teams that I've, I've actually enjoyed backing and I probably would have bet on. And unfortunately, they're playing each other. Two good quarterback stories. Um, you have two forms of cats that can be a little bit dangerous from time to time. Expansion teams. Expansion teams. We're in the South. There's just a lot to love here. And I naturally, the line has to be Panthers by three. It was three. It went to three and a half. You're going to get it either way because I said two and a half. So, uh, yeah, you're, wow, you're rolling me this week, I think. Five, six, two. Oh, no, seven to six. Not too bad. Cam's doing the whole, yeah, my foot was hurt more than I 
let people want to let yeah. the, 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 you know. I, I I caution people much like you did Atlanta Houston and, it, and it's involving the same division. So go figure. But this is a good stay away for betters. I think. Yes. You might be in love with G Minshew. You might be in love with Kyle Allen. Yeah, like, stay away. T- take a week. Take the love affair off for a week. I'm down. Stay away. Last yeah. one from the barely watchables. The Chargers are home. They're playing a Denver team that's 0-4 and with a couple breaks could easily be 3-1. And one. And, uh, and took the lead late. Flacco led a nice little drive. And then, of course, uh, they ended up blowing it. But what will be interesting about this one, even though it's in L.A., a lot of Denver fans. Oh, yeah. I would say 70 to 75% Denver fans. Really? That many? Yeah. I think Denver has a few generations worth of fans. I'm going to yeah. say Chargers by six and a half. Uh, I said, oh, you get it again. Damn. I said Chargers by six. It is six and a half. You're hitting these exact when you did these yesterday. No, I, I tweaked, I tweaked them today after the four, after the weekends. Well, I'll say, you know, I, I don't understand this Vic Fangio defense. Like they, like you said, they're in every game and then they just seem to blow it. And Fournette who wasn't getting anywhere going anytime soon. Uh, it looks like Walter Payton today. It's weird. I'm so it's glad that I'm watching Flacco play from behind. That's for sure. I'm so glad House and I berated you into not betting on the Broncos anymore after week two. You didn't bet. Did you sneak bet them? I, I snuck. Them. Oh no, <laughs> God! You're the they were worst. Up Fourteen to three. We told you not to bet them anymore. <laughs> Why did they blow? Why should G Minch you go on the road? Denver is supposed to be a, a tough place to play. Why should he win that game? Even Joe Flacco's family doesn't believe in Joe Flacco anymore. What are you doing? (laughs) I might be related to him. I don't know what's going Uh, on. Sal needs to be revived, so maybe this will revive him. (laughs) WWE SmackDown is coming to Fox. Oh, yeah. It all kicks off on Friday, October 4th. That is this Friday with their 20th anniversary celebration of SmackDown at 730 Eastern. Huge lineup. Hulk Hogan. You've heard of him. Roman yeah. Reigns, Goldberg, Becky Lynch, Sting, The Undertaker, Ric Flair, Stone Cold. Uh, well, Brock Lesnar's return to SmackDown. He's challenging Kofi Kingston for the WWE title. Mm-hmm. We are entering the Fox era of SmackDown. Friday night SmackDown on Fox, edgier seat action, unpredictable drama, 52 weeks a year, no off season. WWE joining Fox to create the greatest lineup in television, Thursday night football, Friday night SmackDown. Big noon Saturday, Fox NFL Sunday. Will you be in the house for the cell? I will be there. I was just going to add, I can't believe we didn't discuss this. Are you going to go? Am I going to go? All right. What do you think? All what, right, good. What do you think? You've met my son. Do you think, do you honestly think we're not going to this? We're going to have fun. Rob Stone will be there. We're going to, uh, I talked to Matt Leinard. He's bringing his kid. We're going to have a good time. My son cares more about this than he does about school, his 3 0 <laughs> flag football team, his base. <laughs> All that stuff. He's he's just very focused on SmackDown. We're going, right? Dad, dad, you're gonna be home in time, right? Dad, dad. Meanwhile, he's turning 12 in like a month and a half. Um yeah. anyway, October 4th, the greatest night of superstars the WWE has ever seen. Don't miss the premiere. Friday night SmackDown, October 4th, 7:30 Eastern, only on Fox. You bringing all your sons or just Jack? Uh, everyone's going. Everyone's going. going. My five-year-old is into it now. He's going to be the Undertaker for Halloween, and he's both terrified and excited to meet the Undertaker if it it should ever happen. So 
It's going to be interesting. Your five-year-old getting into wrestling at age five was the lock of 2019. Yeah, exactly. I would have yeah. guessed right around now was when he got snookered into it. Because this is what I told my ben wife, did. and this is more of a, a parent corner thing, but I told my wife, I said, you know, after Friday, October 4th, we're going to lose him. He's going to go to this live event, and that, that's it. It's not going to be any more dumb um, iPad watching this YouTube of this stupid father who plays games with his kid and everything. It's going to be wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. She's like, oh, no, no. I was like, all right, you watch. Well, you should go look at when we had to go to MMA stores to buy 150-pound dummies for my son to do moves on. Right. Wait till you get to that stage. <laughs> MMA stores. And I'm sitting right now in my little back house next to a giant neon polar bear stuffed animal that Ben got at Dave & Buster's that he does moves on. Are you sure that's not Kyle who fell asleep? No, it's, it's definitely, oh. it's definitely uh, the steak. <laughs> All right. A uh, couple more games for Guest Alliance. The Poop Fecta. The Kendall Royce poop bed. I got <laughs> I got two in here this week. Bengals cards in Cincinnati. This looks awful. The cards are pretty tough to watch. They're a rough yeah. hang. Kyler Murray, every once in a while, he breaks a play because none of his guys can block and then runs around for a while and does something. And it's like, oh, cool. That was fun. Did you know Larry Fitzgerald set the all-time record for, I think, receptions today? No, you probably didn't know, right? Really? It's like such a, it's so sad for him. They, he did it and they were down 17 and I don't think they stopped the game or anything. Yeah. That's tough. I have the Bengals by four at home against Arizona. Uh, yeah. You get this one too. I think I'm toast here. I said five and a half. It's four and a half. It's straight right there in the Vegas zone. Hmm. Two bad teams. The other poop fact, the game. I just hate watching the Titans, so they're always going to be in the poop factor unless proven differently. You could argue this is a watchable. I just plan on not watching this game. Titans. Music City Miracle, you don't care about the, the no. 15 times they're going to show that? No, I, I do care about Chris Berman doing it on uh, primetime on ESPN+. Oh, yeah. Plus. 20 years ago today, teach. <laughs> Titans, uh, I have them favored by one and a half at home against Buffalo. Oh, you went a little light. I said three and a half. It's three. Mm. So I'll get that one. That could be a really boring, low-scoring game, or or either team going by forty. You're right. Tough in that slot. Tough, tough week for the teaser basket. It is empty right now, and we only well, have two games left. You're right. Yeah, you shake it out, you turn it upside down. You're right. There's nothing in it. I don't know. Philly minus eight. If you go on a teaser, couldn't be bad. And New England minus eight. You don't think they? Maybe we do it differently. They just bet teams to win by double digits. Maybe we shouldn't gamble anymore. Sunday night. <laughs> Indianapolis. We'll see if T.Y. Hilton plays. If he doesn't, I would bet the Chiefs here. Chiefs minus four at Indianapolis. That is my guess. Oh, boy, you did it. Well, you, I, I'd have to commend you. You went how many games? Six, nine, 12, 14 games. You, you screwed up the home team, but you made it to the night game before you did it. It's at Kansas Chief, City? Chiefs are home. Let me uh, look it up, but I'm almost positive. All right, I'll forfeit this pick. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'll forfeit it. It's pretty close. You, you sure? Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Chiefs minus four. Let me make sure I'm correct here. Chiefs minus Wait, am I correct? What? Chiefs minus four. Yeah. All right. I said 10 and a half. It's nine and a half. Okay. Well, I don't know if that's a teaser game, but they're not losing that game. I would have said seven and a half anyway. All right. That Wait, let me see if this matters. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Just going Eight. on. The, All right, I have to get it to tie. I'm going on the record. I think the Colts could win this game. No. Yeah, I do. I think they could win this game. Hmm. 
I think they're a live, live, live uh, mega dog. How many do you have to score, though? I think they can win the game. I think they were looking ahead to this Chiefs battle, and the Raiders kind of caught them by surprise. They had some injuries, all that stuff. But don't count out my Colts in this game. There is always a weird night game for Andy Reid. And, uh, well, you know what? Maybe that's it. You know, uh, Jason Garrett reared his ugly head tonight. Maybe it's Andy Reid's turn because you know there's always one or two of those there. Monday night, I'm hitting this exact, San Francisco hosting the Browns of Cleveland. I have the 49ers by four. Oh, yes. I eke out a tie. I said two and a half, and it's three. Really? Beautiful. How did you tie? This is a fun game. Killed you this week. No, no, no. Two, three, four, five, six. I think you added one. We had a lot of ties. Two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, three, six. Yeah, nine, nine. Promise. If you count us, if you give us each a win for a tie, it's nine, nine. Well, so we have no teasers. And a lot of teams that we like playing each other. Yeah. And a lot of Miami's teams that we don't like playing each help. other. Yep. What are the two late games? Sunday? Late afternoon, Dallas yeah. hosting Green Bay, Chargers hosting Broncos. Oh, so they're just going for like the giant Dallas Green Bay record. We know what you're up to there, NFL. The, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, the big number, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Um, okay. What's, uh, it's time. We're doing Parent Corner. Parent Corner brought to you by CarMax, America's number one used car retailer. As parents, we've got enough to worry about whether whether it's, you know, our son our son's getting into wrestling at age five. I mean, who knows? <laughs> we have a lot of stuff to worry about. My daughter, who now has a date with her boyfriend every week. Wow. Yeah. We have stuff to worry about. Why would yeah. you want to stress over used car shopping? At CarMax, you got a full week to decide if it's the right car for your family. CarMax covered by a seven-day money-back guarantee. Every CarMax car, take it to work, school, soccer practice. Find out if it's a perfect car for you. If not, bring it back within seven days for a full refund, no questions asked. At CarMax, no regrets guaranteed. Check them out today at CarMax.com. All right, you go first. All right. Uh, I know I scared everyone to death with my uh, concussion story last week with my my son or my 15-year-old son's friend, a 14-year-old, and... uh, but he's all right. Everything's fine. This this is a this is more of a feel good story. So, um, but it's so. going to sound obnoxious to start off because it was one day. It was like a Tuesday, and we had the cleaning lady. Only comes once a week. I don't want to sound too too crazy, too presumptuous. Uh, and the window washers who never ever come, but we weren't able to see outside. Our our windows were so filthy. We finally broke down and got uh, window washers to come to the house. So, the cleaning lady and the window washers are there the same day. That's Tuesday. Wednesday, we get a text from um, the cleaning lady. Tough to read, little language barrier, but she says, uh, the oldest boy, I put his money in the black suit in his closet um, so that the window washers couldn't get to it. I was like, oh, wow, that's nice. First of all, I don't know why my son has money in the first place, but you know, <laughs> she took the money and put it away because she thought, Someone was going to, some of the uh, strangers were going to take it. So my son, I was like, what happened? He's like, oh yeah, I I wondered about that. I had like $110 out on my um, end table and it was gone. I was like, well, why didn't you say anything? He's like, I thought the housekeeper took it and I didn't want to rat her out. What a good kid. Wow. Yeah. 
pretty good. Wait a second. Why did he have $110? Well, that's the other thing. Now I'm going to find out that he's like selling meth in the, in the, in the courtyard or something. He's not such a good kid, but no, I think he got it from like babysitting and stuff. It doesn't matter. He lost his effing phone in the uh, camping. So he's going to have to pay, use that to pay that anyway. But um, anyway, the sentiment is nice. He didn't rat out the cleaning lady. Or maybe the sentiment isn't nice. Maybe you could have had like this terrible thief in your house and he just would have sat passively and watched it happen. Oh, interesting. Am I looking at this the wrong way? <laughs> Shit. I see. I don't know how to evaluate anything anymore. This is why I'm a bad parent. <laughs> this is in my parent corner, but I, I turned 50 last week. Oh yeah. And, um, I had talked about how my kids, you know, aren't really like, they don't make cards. They don't do stuff like that. And how mad mm-hmm. I was when my daughter had her one month anniversary of the boyfriend and went to downtown and got her nine gifts and cards. Right. And so needless to say, I turned 50, um, no card from either of my children. <laughs> oh no. No card. Did I get a gift from either of them? No. Oh. No. You know what I did get though? That apparently was more meaningful. Um, Instagram posts from each of them on their Instagram stories including one from my daughter where she wrote like a really nice long note on Instagram that she claimed she worked forever on and it was more important than a card. Wow. And then my son actually wrote, did a very nice short thing for him because he's the least sentimental kid who ever lived. Um, <laughs> did also did a nice little thing with a picture of us and they both seem pretty convinced that that's a bigger deal than giving somebody a card because their friends can see it. You know, it's it's the Instagram currency matters more than just handing somebody a Hallmark card. I don't know yeah. how I feel about this. So we're going to have to go to nephew Kyle for his reaction. Kyle, what matters more to kids under 15? Well, to the kids. We're talking about kids. Yeah, so the yeah. kids, they, they, they kind of the do. Kids fi- get something out of it, though. They probably took a good picture of them or like a cute one where people are going to DM. Right. Like, oh, my God, you look so cute in that picture when you were four. Is that what you know? Right. So. It ties into the the narcissistic era we live in now, where now we're raising a generation of kids who can't even give a card because they would rather actually be in the be in the quote unquote card themselves. They would they also want to win with the card. Yeah, there's no they're not going to get any likes out of filling out a card for you. No, right? they get you're one gonna like read it twice, and then you're gonna you're gonna throw it out. Right? It's a one liker for them. They're not going to do that. Yeah. So Friday night, my daughter's boyfriend comes over. Brings me a card. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Wrote me a really nice card with a note. I'm like, I didn't get a card from either kid, and my freaking daughter's cool boyfriend Colin got me a card. Now I like the kid even more. Now wow. I'm gonna be devastated when they break up. Wow. Yeah, you have to make sure they don't break up. No, yeah. oh, that's big. Well, you know what? You should tell your kids from now on. Take a picture. Take a video of the card, and then put that on Instagram. You get- I still want a freaking card. Get some likes out of it. Yeah, um, yeah. I think everyone wins in that scenario. Well, that's not even my parent corner. Oh. Got home today, and there were these packages at the front door said Ben Simmons in them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Immediately, my reaction, as you can guess, is, oh, no. It's two different packages. One of them contained two things. Vampire blood which looked like an oil thing. And then the other thing was Hollywood quality FX latex wound. So you can put these things on and it makes it look like you've had latex wound. 
Right. So I'm like, all right, that's really weird. What's in the other box? It was a fake axe. A so fake axe? Yeah, an axe. An axe. Like Jack so Nicholson in The Shining. a few weeks ago, right? So now he has a fake knife, a retractable fake knife. Now he has a fake axe and he has vampire blood and latex wounds. So naturally I had to ask him, like, are you a serial killer? And he said, no, no, I'm getting ready for Halloween. <laughs> And that was his answer to that. It is a little more disturbing if it's February and these things are coming to the door. I understand. Yeah, I, th- I think you may. It's all. It's also so. My uh, my dad, who they call Papa Doc, because he's mm-hmm. Doctor Bill, they call him Papa Doc. When he comes, Ben always ropes him into buying him stuff on Amazon. He calls him Papazon. Uh-huh. So he's like, "Let's <laughs> go to pop. Can we go to Papazon.com? And then my dad, because. Kids figure out pretty quickly, like the the grandparents, especially when they mm-hmm. don't live in the same place, they're just the easiest marks there are, right? Like, right. they're just so desperate to win over affection over the course oh, of yeah. two. They're cramming three days of, you know, friendship and affection, whatever else that ha- now has to last for the next three months until yeah. they see the grandkids again. So they're basically the easiest mark on the planet. My son realized that pretty quickly and uh, now gave him the nickname Papazon. So now my 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 dad now gets something out of it. He's like, yeah, oh, it's Papa's on time. It's like a whole thing. Like he's enjoying it. Meanwhile, he's getting his credit card just, you know, filleted. And then my son, who the 50-50 chance he graduates college, but I still feel like is gonna be successful because his brain operates this way, mm-hmm. just sees my my dad as Papa's on, the person <laughs> who can buy him FX latex wounds, vampire blood, and, and an axe. At a moment's notice. Oh, so there you go. The That's my parent it. corner. Oh, I see. That's great. Yeah. There uh, you go. Well, I could have at least picked up a card for you, please, as long as you're shopping, right? Uh, again, it's only one like. Cards are yeah. a one like gift. <laughs> Need a <laughs> lot more. Amazon Prime. I love it. Remember, CarMax rules out millions of cars with their vetting process and selects only the best to become CarMax certified with over 200 stores nationwide and more than 50,000 CarMax certified cars to choose from. They make it easy to find the perfect car for your family. They have your back with a seven-day money-back guarantee on every vehicle. No haggling, never any pressure to buy. Drive worry-free for 90 days or 4,000 miles, whichever comes first with the CarMax limited warranty. Start the search for your next car at CarMax.com. I had one more thing before we go. I watched I watched a lot of Draft Day last night. Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. How many times have you watched that movie? Just the once. It's pretty good. It's kind of oh, aging like nicely. Now. Yeah, it's kind of aging nicely. Mm-hmm. He ends up not taking the franchise quarterback after he traded up three first rounders to get him mm-hmm. for two reasons. One was that he got information that no none of his teammates went to his birthday party. That was reason really? number one. Reason number two was that in a game where he got sacked four times by the guy the Browns eventually draft, he seemed a little rattled in the game. And that was it. Those were his two reasons. <laughs> draft day is amazing. It's a, it's a, he ends up, he trades for the number six pick in the draft. He trades three second round picks and then turns that pick around and trades it for three firsts. I was trying to think right. like if this happened in real life, like what we, how we would react to this. Well, 
See, this is where you could make a good movie and not just be so sensationalized everything. If they paid some guy, uh, Lombardi or some former GM or something, $10,000, hey, will you take a look at this script? What looks what looks like uh, you would turn the channel here? <laughs> that That would be it, I think. And what's funny is I still really like the movie. I like yeah. at the end when he's he's getting uh he's trading the six pick and he and he goes, I want my picks back and I want David Goddamn Putney. I like that part. <laughs> Draft day is pretty good. Uh, that was his back into the left moment uh, comparison in uh, JFK. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Anything to plug? You yeah, have a lot of things lot. to plug. Yeah, I, Jesus. Uh, I will be on uh, Thursday night football pregame show. Yeah, reviewing the uh, Seahawks and Rams. I'm on lock it in. I need your help this week. I've won the crown for the fourth consecutive week. Oh my God. Th these guys shouldn't even get paid for September. I'm crushing them. Um, but as part of a win, you get a free $500 future on locking in. I've already used the Patriots and chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I don't want to take an NFC team because I think it's too erratic. I'm, I don't really want to take the Astros because it's like plus 225. I'm looking at NBA without going crazy. NBA. Yeah, I could get anything that pays off between now and the end of June. I can get Lakers at plus 400 and get Clippers at plus 333, the Bucks plus 450, Sixers 8 to 1, Golden State 12 to 1, or Rockets 8 to 1. I could go Utah, Denver, all those two, obviously. Anything jump out at you? Yeah. Denver's 18, Utah's 14. First of all, thanks for coming here. I really appreciate that you came to me <laughs> with such an important thing. Celtics 22 to 1. So you want it has to be a long shot bet? No, no, no. It could be whatever. But you know, I if it's if you're gonna tell me Clippers at plus three thirty three, I'm like, ah, I could I'd rather just take the Astros and be, you know, watch for the next couple of weeks. Okay. I uh I really like Denver to win the NBA Northwest at plus one forty. Ooh. NBA Northwest. I don't know why they're not favored to win the division. And I don't know why I seem to be higher on Denver than everybody else. Mm-hmm. But that one jumped out to me for NBA. So Utah's the favorite there. Utah is the favorite. Mm -hmm. And Portland's a little better than three to one. Yeah. I also, right. I just think Anthony Davis's MVP odds are still too high. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even think of that. He's, he's eight to one. I'm not allowed to bet on this because I have a vote. Gotcha. But LeBron's already laying all the groundwork for trying to oh, make... Oh, yeah, we went through this. Yeah, we went I through just, this. I don't just know what his numbers would have to be. Well, if the Lakers are really good, it's going to be because he's really good. It's going to be like, you know, th he averages 29 and 14 or some crazy... So Lakers are really good. Anthony Davis stands out above LeBron. What would LeBron's numbers have to be for both those things to happen? I think he scales it back a little and, and tries to do like the... 22 a night with like eight rebounds and eight assists. I also think that team is actually going to be the early signs is they might actually be good defensively. Hmm. That Vogel's really committing them to defense. And um, I don't know. I, 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 as a All Lakers right. hater, I'm starting to get worried that they actually, I might've underestimated them. All right. Let me look at that. And maybe even Lakers to win the West. It sounds like you're saying. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. All right. There's some, there's some interesting Paul George stuff though. Mm -hmm. Nobody seems to know when he's coming back. Oh yeah, there was something out yesterday about which him. I had heard, 
I had heard that two people that are way less close to coming back than everyone seems to realize are him and Oladipo. Like Oladipo mm. might not come back to the All-Star break. Right. And then uh, Paul George, you know, he had the double surgeries. So yeah. can I can I give you, only because I actually follow the uh, the American League. Yeah. You wouldn't say Astros? No. You're going to say Twins. I would. I, I just think... You know, the Yankees, the fact that uh, the the 18-game winner had the domestic violence thing and he's out for the playoffs, I thought that was significant. I feel like they're sure. almost a cross-off. I don't see the Twins at all. I don't see the Athletics at all. And I don't really see the Rays either. I, 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 rarely... well, I wouldn't take either of the wild-card teams. That's too – I would hate to be out after that first game. I, I just, my point is I don't understand why the Astros are only minus 140. I thought they were actually going to be like minus two fifty something oh, like that. Oh, for the for the uh, yeah. I mean, I was thinking of taking them for the whole series. You you'd say for the uh, for the AL eight. title, they're minus one forty, which is nuts. Yeah. Cole Cole and Verlander just ripped off two of the great like four month runs to combine that any two starters have ever had in the same team. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I just there's something. There's a new stat that everyone loves. It's called like balls in play. And Astros defense, Astros pitching is best balls in play like in, in years or something. And like that's that makes a difference. Obviously, it would make sense come playoff time. So, um, yeah, that's that's a good because their lineup could go soft for like three days and wouldn't matter really, right? Yeah, I have a I have one more for you. All right. Did you look at the Christmas day lines? No, I didn't see. Hold on, let me pull them. Celtics getting two in Toronto. Sixers mm -hmm. favored by three and a half against the Bucks. The Nuggets are favored by eight and a half against uh, New Orleans. Lakers laying a point against the Clippers. Pick yeah. And then the Rockets getting a point against Golden State. <laughs> you are really looking ahead here. I just really like the Rockets this year. Mm -hmm. I guess is my point. I was trying to think of a way that you could do a Rockets bet. And I was thinking by the time that game actually comes around, it's probably Rockets by four. Really? Yeah, it would be my guess. So I don't know if you wanted to think about that one too. All right. All right. See, I'm going to be up to like 2.30 in the morning now I'm trying to analyze this. Well, the Rockets are only three to one to win the Southwest. I don't know who the fuck's beating them. It's not going to be San Antonio. Hmm. It's not going to be Dallas. It's not going to be New Orleans. It's not going to be Memphis. So unless they're going to add teams to that division – I think they're going to be good. I think Westbrook's, I think as a regular season team, that team's going to be good. I don't know about the playoffs. I think all the same problems could surface, but just day in, day out, 82 games, that team's going to be good. Like right. really good. I think they have a chance to be the best team. I have 11 things written down. All right. I swear so there you to God, go. I'm going to analyze this for the next three hours. I gave you, and I'll also send you some, uh, some late, some special effects, latex wounds that you can put on your body for tomorrow. Oh, good, morning. good, good, yeah. good. So there you go. And I'll send you. I'll go up in my uh, my son's end table and, and send you eighty dollars that he's not watching over. So. <laughs> so loyal, loyal to that housekeeper, though. Yeah, no kidding. It's is, unbelievable. Can I ask? Can I ask an unseemly question? Is the housekeeper the housekeeper is not like cute, right? It's not like a. He nah. doesn't have a crush on her, right? No, he doesn't have a crush on it. Because this this is the beginning of like about 40 different Cinemax <laughs> movies that I saw in the 80s and 90s. I don't think it goes in that direction, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Archie, I, 
I'm sorry I took the money. I needed it. <laughs> I will tell my dad. How bad do you need it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's say. All right, Come bye, Sal. Good job by you. Good job by you. All right, thanks to Sal. Thanks to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to FanDuel. Don't forget to join our league at FanDuel.com slash Ringer. Thank you to Square, which is more than a little white credit card reader. It's a whole system of tools built to run and grow any kind of business, from point of sale and payroll to invoices and online stores. Go to Square.com slash go slash BS to see all the ways you can take your business from Square One to whatever's next. And thank you to the WWE. Remember, SmackDown premieres on Fox, Hulk Hogan, Roman Reigns, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Becky Lynch, many more. Plus, Brock Lesnar returning to challenge Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. Friday Night SmackDown, 20th anniversary, the special premiering October 4th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, only on 